What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Murder. Welcome to Death Do Us Part Podcast, hosted by my wife, Jamie. Hello. And myself, Mark. What up, y'all? Hey. Hey. How's everyone doing? (sighs) Episode 108. Is it? Oh, yeah. We're getting there, man. We are getting there, baby. We are. Why don't you have sunglasses on? You're weirding me out. All right. I'll put on my sunglasses. It weirds me out. I'm still, like, under... Under my sunglasses, I'm still giving you a creepy eye. But I can't see them, so I don't care. Yeah. I mean, I know you are, but you're like, meh. Yeah. 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 So how you doing, baby? I'm irritated today. Yeah, you had a rough day, didn't you? Yeah. I'm. Uh, the doctor uh, did not no. go your way, the uh, new endocrinologist. So I go to a new doctor. Yeah. And they send out the pre, like the new patient paperwork. On the internet, yeah. No, they send it to you. They mail it to you. Yeah, I know. Totally cool, because it's like 57 pages. Right. Cool. So, filled it all out, faxed it, got a confirmation sheet two weeks ago, show up today at 2.45 for my 3 p.m. appointment. Yeah. Okay? They can't find the paperwork. Okay, fine. Give it to me. I'll I'll refill it out. So, they hand me said 57 sheets of paper. Yeah. And I'm in the lobby filling them out. And as I'm finishing the sheets, the receptionist is coming and grabbing like two sheets at a time as yeah, I finish them. Right. Three thirty, she comes and sits down next to me. She's like, "The charge nurse says that we have to reschedule you." Oh, and I looked at her God. and I said, "What, what dude?" And I said, "Excuse me." Why? And she said, well, we're already half an hour past your appointment time. I said, "How is that your problem?" Right. I said, "I have two sheets of paper left, and all they need is my signature." She's like, well, we're going to have to reschedule you. Oh, my God. So I am rescheduled for January 23rd. And you need this. Yes. Like, you need to see the endocrinologist. Yeah. And so I do, too. They put me on a wait list. So if there's a cancellation, they'll call me. And the lady's like, you know, it's sometimes that day, it's sometimes the day before. She said it's very short notice. <sighs> And I just... How the hell are you going to work that out? Babe, I didn't have the fucking energy to cause a scene. You should have, But then I got in the car, and I just ugly cried for like 20 minutes. And then I'm like, wait a minute. That last fucking sheet of paper I signed... Yeah. ...was their cancellation policy. If you cancel with less than 24 hours notice, they charge you a $75 fee. Well, they canceled, not you. So I was sitting in the lobby... For my allotted appointment time, why I couldn't finish the paperwork in the room. Yeah. Like normal ca- doctors and do. And you canceled on me with literally no notice. I was in the building. Right. But if I were to do that, you would charge me. Oh, yeah. Got it. Oh, my God. So I am re... And here's the thing. So, like, my sister sees the same endocrinologist. Yeah. And she said for her first appointment, they called her three times to remind her to bring the paperwork. They called me yesterday to remind me of the appointment. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. 
Said nothing about the paperwork. Nothing about the paperwork. So you figured Assumed that, yeah. that they had it because, again, I have a confirmation sheet. Yeah. They called me again this morning at 1030 to ask to if I had you. labs to bring with me. Didn't bring up the paperwork. Again. <laughs> so now I'm rescheduled for... Oh, my God. Next year. Two months. Yeah. And you know how long I waited for this appointment? Like three months, wasn't it? Three months. Yeah. I've been waiting for this appointment. Yeah. I made this appointment in end of August. Oh, my God. I left work early. Yeah. I drove an hour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I paid the fucking copay. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, not a good start with this doctor. No. That's pretty bullshit on their, and on their my side. My sister is like... Dude, like, who fucking was it? Because nobody in that office is, like, a dick. And the thing is, yeah. the receptionist... Because that is a dick move. Like, the receptionist, too, like, she knew I was upset. Oh, yeah. Like, she How got up. How can you not? And she's like, just go ahead and finish the paperwork so it's done. And so I finished the paperwork, and I went up, and I might have slammed the clipboard a little harder than I should. And I was like, where is Oh, you should have fucking threw it. Like, I felt terrible for her, because it was like... She had to be the middleman. Yeah. Because the charge nurse was, you couldn't come tell me yourself? So what, that I could argue with you that I'm not late for this appointment. Right. I'm sitting in the lobby and have been for 45 minutes filling out paperwork that your staff can't find. Exactly. That you should have already. For two weeks that your staff can't find that your staff didn't tell me they didn't have. Yeah, that's, dude, that's bullshit, man. So, yeah. I I feel bad for you. (sighs) I could tell you were, you were hurting from that. Yeah, I was mad. Yeah, you were upset. Yeah, because I took Jax for a haircut, and on the phone, I could just tell in your voice three like, fucking oh. months, three months, and then I sign a piece of fucking paper with their cancellation policy, and then I get rescheduled for January. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, babe. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know what? <laughs> What little Jackie said when I told her? What? I would have shit on her desk like an ape. <laughs> I was like, this is why you're my little, people. Little Jackie, man, she's still training me. That's why you're my people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, I would have shit on her desk, too. Yep. No. And Kate came back the other day. Kate came back? <laughs> who you Kate work came with? back, walked in the office and said, I'm wearing a fucking t-shirt, and if I come back full-time, I ain't buying another pair of fucking khakis. <laughs> I'm like, Who cares? Just, Hi, Kate. <laughs> just wear whatever. How you doing, Kate? Yeah. <laughs> I was dying. Just so, wear whatever. Yeah. Who gives a she, shit? She looks super cute in him, too. <laughs> like, that's the thing. What, yeah. she bought khakis, too? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, she got like the, the jogger uniform. khakis, and they they're super cute, you know. Jogger khakis. Yeah, like I don't know. Have you ever seen my black joggers? Like they're almost oh, like cargo yeah. joggers. Yeah, they're yeah. khaki ones. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Her hair looked great, and she's like, "Yeah, I've been up since three a.m." I'm like, "Same." <laughs> All right. Right. Uh, that's cool that she's back though. Keeps yeah. you company. And mm-hmm. I will. So, JP. Yeah. Kate's husband. Um, late husband. Late husband. You know, he did a sandwich cook-off last year. Yes, I know. I saw on Facebook. Did you see that the other day? Yes. Yeah, you're welcome. Did you see the first post? No. They called it the restaurant. I won't name the restaurant. Called it 
you know, come in and enjoy our Dijon burger. Yeah. No, no. That is not yours. Yeah. JP made that. So I sent them a message. Did you really? I did. And Kate asked me, she's like, did they respond to you? And I'm like, no. She said, the post is gone. I'm like, oh. Really? And then they put a post immediately back up honoring JP. Oh, that's awesome. I was like, that is very classy of you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, that is classy. And I, mean, I didn't. Good job on your I part. wasn't shitty about it. I just said, you know, given the circumstances, I think it would be nice. I think it would be well received by yeah, JP his was the one that made it. Yeah, his family and your customers. Yeah. If you just threw a line in there, and they did, they removed the whole post and then made the whole post about JP. So people know it. It started from the restaurant had a cook-off between the fire department and the PD. Mm-hmm. And the chiefs of police, the chief of police, and then the the fire chief, JP, they made like a signature burger. Burger. And the restaurant would sell however many, and whoever, Mm -hmm. you know, sold the most won. But JP's burger, I mean, it looks good. It's a Dijon burger. Yeah, it looks good as hell. Dude, you know what he could fucking cook? What? Biscuits and gravy. Oh, yeah. Mother. Yeah, he of used to cook them at the firehouse. Jesus. He would bake up at home and Kate would bring me some every yeah. single time. I so, love the firehouse yes. cooking. Like on holidays, we would go over to the firehouse yeah. and they would cook for us. And mm-hmm. oh, man, was that some good cooking? Yeah. It is. Some good cooking. We, we were talking about food the other day. Who's I don't even remember. We were talking about mac and cheese. Oh, yeah, yeah. mac and cheese. So, and I was like, unless you've had mac and cheese in the ghetto by a big old black woman mm-hmm. called Mama who yes. calls you baby, yeah, oh yes, you ain't had good mac and cheese. Yep, Mm-mm. and they all agreed. Mm-hmm. They all agreed. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yep, Ugh. everyone at your work agreed. So <laughs> we started talking about food because you know where Jax comes to work with us mm-hmm. frequently. Yeah, um, he's like the bell of the fucking ball there. Oh yeah, you know he has a great time. So. We're introducing him to new food, to food, like a better version of, you know, so we got him tacos the other day and he was like, ma, these Dalton tacos, man, they They hit different different. (laughs) and I'm like, they do. And then the, the Herald's chicken. So the other day he's like, can we get Wingstop? And you're like, you are not in Dalton and getting fucking Wingstop. He's like, we are getting Herald's. Yep. And then Marco was like, fuck yeah, I'm in. Oh yeah. So we get Jack's Wings. And he he has never had mild sauce. Never had mi- like mild sauce out there, right? Which he loves now. Yes, and he gets like what f- three wings down, and he's like, "Oh yeah, ma, I got bread." And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> baby boy," I said, "That is sopping bread," and he's yep. like, "That is what?" I said, "That is sopping bread." I said, mm-hmm. "It sops up all the grease, so it doesn't go through the container, yep. so the container won't rip." And, and it's he was the like, "Best thing to eat at, 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 me, at like, the end." That's cheap. I'm like, dude, I know. Fuck paper towels, man. Throw right. a piece of bread Throw down there. Throw a piece of bread. It's genius. So and got, then you dip it in the mild sauce. He got sauce. to the end and he's like, can I eat the bread? My dude, that is the best part. That's that's the best part. You <laughs> so, dip it in the mild sauce and yeah. it's awesome. So we're teaching him. Yeah. yeah, we are. He was so excited about the bread. I know. But they gave me bread. <laughs> he's liking that kind of food out there. It, it's different. It it's, hits different. Oh, they know how to cook. Man. The ghetto knows how to cook. Bubba's across so. the street. They got frozen lemonade and every fucking oh, yeah. flavor you can oh, think of. Oh, yeah. God mm-hmm. damn. 
So good. You know, if I would have gone to the endocrinologist today, I would have had one tomorrow. But, you know, can't do that now. Oh, you can't do it now. Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, babe, since you're like you had a rough day, I am writing you a song. Jesus Christ. It's about a tortilla. (laughs) Well, actually, it's a wrap. I got you with that one. You like that one. Oh, God. You like that one. So I told the guy at work. Yeah. I said, so listen, I was talking about you in my podcast the other day. And he's like. What guy? The guy who I was like, every time I say his name, I start oh. singing It's Rain and Tacos. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I, he's like, you have a podcast? And I'm like, Yeah. And I was like, but I was talking about how every time I say your name, I start singing It's Rain and Tacos. Yeah. I was like, don't worry, I didn't say your name. And he's right. like, no, you have full fucking permission to put my full goddamn name in there. <laughs> so, um, well, that's cool. Him and his partner, babe, yeah. these, oh my God. So they, they texted me at two o'clock this morning. Oh. We, well, I'm up. They know that. They're okay. like, we got ROSC again, which is return of spontaneous circulation. Yeah. It's a save. Okay. And I'm like, okay. And they're like. Save we, the life. Right. They're like, yeah. we want doctor's pay. And I'm like, wait, how old? Because I'm sorry. And if they're 87, you're delaying the inevitable. Yeah. True. So they were like 52. I was like, solid work, that's, my boys. Yeah, that's solid work. Solid work. Right. And they're like, so we want an award and doctor's pay. And I'm like, I want doctors I pay. can settle for a moon pie and like maybe a coffee. Yeah. And they're like, done. <laughs> I so, want doctors pay. I did CPR I once in my life and the guy oh fucking died. The guy had been dead, babe, for hours. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he was. No, he wasn't. He just had the heart attack. Mm. He, Babe, he wasn't mm. in there for that long. I don't know if I believe you. Uh. But you were doing CPR on the bed. Yeah. So you really just might but as well have gotten no, on the bed and jumped babe, on the bed. He, he was at least 350. There was nowhere. Oh, no. Mm-mm. Nowhere to, to drop him to the ground. No, I'm So sure. when the paramedics came, they no, had to go in the hallway. It didn't help either that the paramedic that came is your size yeah, also. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. But yeah, I jumped on the bed and fucking started yeah. going away. Yeah. But, you know, he made that one noise. Ugh, yeah, that's and, their soul leaving their body. Oh, it is. Yeah. It is. I thought I had him back. And, it's like, so uh, the people who are in healthcare know this. It's like when you open their mouth to innovate them. And that smell comes out. That's our soul leaving their oh, body. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I I totally believe mm-hmm. that. Yep. Totally believe it. Yeah, we. It was a rough uh, night yesterday. Was it? Yeah, we had a, we had a fatal. Oh yeah, that was in the news that and I told you. We all knew the driver. I found out who it was today. Oh really? Oh yeah, very familiar. Yeah, she very, uh, uh, she did familiar. not make it. She hit a tree. She almost killed her kids. Oh, the, the three kids in the back. Yeah, it came out as six. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, it came wow. out as six. So, yeah, it was, uh, I don't know, man. I walked into to dispatch to take over, and I apparently opened the seventh circle of fucking hell. Uh, sometimes that happens. So, yeah. Sometimes that happens, baby. Mm-hmm. What you gonna do? But, yeah, I, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. But, anyways, do we have any new Patreons? I didn't even look, and the page is loading. Oh. I, I, let me rephrase that. I didn't look to make sure that the page was loaded prior to me sitting down. We okay. do have new Patreons. I did look. I very much pay attention to that. So we'll have to wait to say them? Yeah. 
Okay. Well, anyways, our next episode is going to be a Patreon episode, and it is going to be Tupac. Tupac. So if you want to listen, if you want ad-free um, access to all the bonus episodes, go to www.patreon.com mm-hmm. forward slash death do us part the number one. And you could get ad-free but every tier gets ad free in the bonus episodes because I got another question on that on the internet today. Oh, so just so you know, all tiers get that on the intranet. <laughs> Let me pull out my dip. Yeah, on the intranet. As opposed to what else? A fucking messenger pigeon? Like, I mean. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had dip in my mouth. I took it out. It, the intranet. No, I'm just... I'm saying it properly. I'm making fun of you for saying intranet in general, as opposed to just saying it was on, on like, web. our website. Yeah. Like, what else is there? A fucking messenger pigeon? Like, Maybe. I mean, Why uh, you gotta be like that, dude? Well, I mean, you point out when I'm being stupid. God, my ears are bothering me. You know, I plugged them off. Can we not talk about your ears, please? What else? Are, like, they say don't use Q-tips to oh, clean out your fuck ears. that. What are you supposed to use? I don't know. They have this machine thing now that you can get. But, like, if you get it, you have to do it yourself because I can't. I can't do that. Oh, babe, you're going to have to I help can't. me. I, my I, right oh. ear is totally blocked up. Okay. I'll put drops in it tonight. Okay. But, yeah, I can't do it. Yeah, oh. it's it's grody. My ears. I like, just it's and it's not you. It's just I. It's a everyone thing. Everyone in general. Yeah. It's a thing. Everyone I can't has one do. thing that they, like they can't handle puke. They can't handle poop. You know, <sighs> ears is ears. Oh God, I almost passed out when I was pregnant <laughs> with Jax. Working at the fucking immediate care. Oh yeah. my God, because like people come in multiple times a day. You get it. To to get their ears yeah, like you out. see yeah. it every day, and oh, the God. earwax just oh, and, and like, mine is terrible I, too. I mean, I was there long enough that they just did it for me. <laughs> I didn't have to do it. Oh, that's nice of them. I was either that or I pass out. Yeah, uh, I guess you got to do it. For yeah. You then. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. But. Ugh. Anyways, okay, so we will say our patreons maybe after hopefully if the. Page is loaded. It, it Otherwise, on our next episode, yeah. we definitely will uh, ring you guys out. Yeah. So shout you out. Shout you out. Yeah. Sorry about that, guys. Sorry. Jamie's trash. I, but, what the fuck did I do? It's the intranet. You're the one talking about the intranet and <laughs> ringing people out. <laughs> I didn't realize we time warped to fucking 1974. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Have a sip of your monster, babe. I'm a little fucking cratchy. You're a little antsy today. I'm a little crotchety. A little crotchety. <laughs> a little angry. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, why don't we uh, start our episode? Today's going to be a good one. <sighs> yeah. So today we are doing the case of Ellen Greenberg. Yeah. And I know a little bit about it from what you told me. And it sounds... But you don't. You don't know... A bunch, though, right? No, I don't know okay. a bunch, but just like what you told me, oh. and it sounds interesting as hell. My, so my lip is split. Do you need some chapstick? I do. My lips hurt real bad. My lips hurt real bad. I found the best chapstick, though. I think even you would like it. 
Ooh, it's you know the fancy. the EOS chapstick. Yeah. Except it's like in a tubey tube, like a squeezy tube. A tubey tube. A tubey tube. Yeah. Not like a tube where you twist. It's a tubey tube. A tubey tube. That you squeeze. Yeah, I know. It's a uh, peppermint. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I I'm do not, like me some. I will peppermint. have to get you. Which, by the way, I have been <coughs> decluttering and deep cleaning. Yeah. And you have multiple packs of unopened chapstick upstairs. Do I? Yeah, because. It comes out only for Christmas time, the stuff that you yeah. like, the peppermint. Yeah. And mom puts 97 90, yeah, tubes she does. in your stocking. Yeah. She does. So. Well, if you could bring a couple down, I'd, I'd yeah. use them. Yeah, I can do that. So. All right. Oh. Well, did you drop something? Mm-mm. Oh. Why do people say you dropped your pocket? So you look? Because it's a stupid thing to do, and well, if, if you look, you're, you're supposed to be... Exactly. That's the point. Oh, gotcha. Okay. All right. So, Ellen Ray Greenberg was born June 23rd, 1986, in New York City, New York, to parents Joshua and Sandra. And I found it a little odd. Not odd. I shouldn't say odd. Yeah. Um, that his name was Joshua. I feel like that's not... Why is that odd? Because I guess before anybody born before 1990, you didn't hear the name Joshua. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. It's, it's become more popular. It has, but I'm saying it's her dad. This yeah. is, her dad's name is Joshua. I just thought it was, yeah. Maybe religious. I don't know. Speaking of that, I need to text Joshua when we're done. Oh. <laughs> don't let me forget. Um, My nephew. So Joshua is a periodontist and Sandra is a hygienist. Uh, they at some point moved to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, um, when Ellen was still a child. She is their only child. Oh. Yeah. Sandra described her as a joyful, loving, and social child. Um, and as she grew up, she developed a love for fashion and cooking. She was close with both parents, but she was definitely a daddy's girl. Um, no. They went to a lot of sporting events together. Uh, her friend said that she had an infectious smile that lit up a room. And yes, they use those actual words, which I found funny because my time hop post today yeah. said, uh, when I get kidnapped, don't tell anybody <laughs> I lit up a room. Right. Tell them basically because I'm a fucking asshole. Like, that's just. And yeah, that dude, just, you posted that, what, like two years ago? Yeah. And then and again it, today. And then and it then, popped yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that, I saw that. So that was funny. Keith Morrison. It's okay right. to be like... <laughs> she was an asshole. Her friends knew she was a dick face. Right. <laughs> and she had RBF something fierce. All the time. It's okay to say that. Yeah. I don't light up a room. <laughs> In fact, you make it dark. <laughs> I am a fucking delight, but I do not light up a room. No. no. You make it dark. Yes. <laughs> Very much so. Uh, so, Keith Morrison, keep that in mind. Right. Yeah. Um... So after high school, Ellen attended Penn State. Um, She actually graduated with a communications degree with the intent to become a speech pathologist. Wow. I know it is. Itch it. I am. Um, You got a booger? No, it's off the top of my nose. (laughs) Jesus. Easy killer. So at some point, her love of children took over, and she decided that she was going to go back to school to become a teacher. Oh, nice. So... No one was surprised by this, because apparently she did love kids, which, bless your heart. You're right. You You're know, better than us. There's like four people whose children I like. So she went back to school to Temple University um, and got her master's in education. 
In addition to that, she got her reading specialist certificate. So that meant that she could teach other teachers how to teach. Wow. Yeah. It's impressive. She's 27. Like, I mean, 27 when she died. Yeah. Well, that's that's impressive. Yeah, it was. So in 2008, she met Samuel Goldberg. Uh, It was a blind date set up by mutual friends. Some sources say it was a mutual friend's mom. Other sources say mutual friends. Yeah. Um, They hit it off and really became a couple immediately. They continued to date for the next three years. And in the summer of 2010, so it was June of 2010. Don't set the paper on fire. I'm trying not to. Um, um, During a vacation to California, Sam proposed to Ellen on the beach. Oh, that's awesome. She said yes, and they set the date for August 13th of 2011. Very cool. Uh, Ellen immediately starts planning her dream wedding. And her and Sam shared a six-floor apartment at the Venice Loft Apartments in Maniac, I believe is how you say it, Mm. Pennsylvania. Uh, It was an upscale apartment complex with an on-site gym and game room. Damn, I want to live there. I know. Was considered to be extremely safe with not only like key fob, key card entries um, throughout the building, but also a security guard in the building around the clock. So, 28-year-old Sam was a TV producer for, I believe it was NBC Sports. Mm -hmm. And 27-year-old Ellen was teaching now first grade at Junata Park Academy in, I think it's Junata? Why don't you like... I do. Don't. Okay. Why do you ask me the same question every fucking time? Because it's like you don't. Like, there's 20 towns and each like episode that you don't know like why don't you look them you up you just said intranet <laughs> that's proper though <laughs> you said intranet it's that's proper it's not what is it the internet intranet is interfacility oh so internet internet, internet. yeah internet see mucinex Mucin, mm-hmm. mucinakes. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love you. Proficiently? Say that. Profusiously? Profusiously. Is that a fucking word? I'm I'll bleeding say, profusiously. I'll say these towns, how I want to fucking say them. <laughs> so, all seemed well, but by the end of 2010, friends and family saw a pretty significant change in Ellen's demeanor. Hmm. Um, her parents watched their happy, outstanding daughter suddenly become very anxious and unsettled. Not good. No. Flip the page. <clears throat> when they would ask Ellen about it, she would only say that she was stressed out about work. Her mom said, quote, I was trying to go full circle. Everything I could think of to find out what she was so concerned about. I just thought she felt overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, Ellen's best friend, Debbie. Excuse me. Uh, Debbie Schwab said that she had increased a concern as she watched Ellen go from being, quote, one of the happiest people I knew to, quote, filled with anxiety. Mm. She kept saying it was because of school. She was very vague about everything. If I asked her anything, there would be a long silence, and she didn't want to talk about it. Is Not what good. Debbie would say. Something's no. going on. So now another teacher at Ellen's school said Ellen did have some tough kids in her class. Which I can't even imagine teaching first oh, grade. Oh, babe, God like, bless. 
teachers should be fucking millionaires. Oh, yeah. God bless, because there's oh, no it takes no a, way in how it, I can do it. It takes a special fucking person. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, it absolutely does. So this teacher said, though, even with the tough kids, Ellen didn't seem any more stressed than the other teachers at the school. So nothing out of the ordinary. You right. know, she wasn't like... Nothing terrible. I mean, it could have been to her, but nothing on the outside. Yeah. So soon Ellen started asking her parents if she could move back home with them in Harrisburg. Hmm. Now, she reassured them that it had nothing to do with Sam or their upcoming wedding. And her moving back did not mean that her and Sam would break up. It just simply meant that she would move back home with them. She wanted to move back. Now, Harrisburg is two hours away from where she's at. Yeah. Yeah. So her dad would say, quote, at no time did she complain about anybody or anything except that she just wanted to come home. Hmm. It was comfort. Yeah. You know? I get it. So she had been teaching at the school uh, for a couple years, but was now saying she was very overwhelmed and not very happy there. Yeah. Um, It was her first like big teaching job and her parents were concerned with her just leaving, thinking that it could kind of impact future employment. Yeah, I get it. So they strongly urged Ellen to see a psychiatrist before making any, like, major decisions. Yeah, which isn't a bad idea. No. Um, Sometimes you just need to talk to someone. Now, close friends also wanted her to go see someone. They they would say they were concerned about her well-being, but never got to the point where they were concerned about her harming herself. They never thought that it had gotten there. Yeah, it's just kind of a a funk, more or less. So Ellen agreed and started seeing psychiatrist Ellen Berman. She found an Ellen. Um, After three appointments, Dr. Berman said that Ellen was feeling very overwhelmed with work, but there was never any feeling of, quote, suicidal thoughts. Yeah. Uh, And she said, quote, she had nothing but good things to say about Sam. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, The ME would later write in his report, the medical examiner would later write in his report, uh, quote, Berman even noted a smile when she spoke of him. Spoke of him. Berman recalls asking about abuse. The decedent denied any verbal or physical confrontation. Hmm. Okay. So she denied it a lot. You know? Yeah. So, so the three visits that she had with the psychiatrist were on January 12th, January 17th, and January 19th. So they were kind of boom, boom, boom. Yeah, they were. So Dr. Berman diagnosed Ellen with, quote, severe anxiety. Mm-hmm. And initially prescribed I feel her, you. yeah, initially prescribed her Zoloft and Xanax. No, well, I feel you. Very shortly after, which is why these these boom boom appointments, mm-hmm. she switched her to Klonopin and Ambien. Hey, now we <laughs> all know, yeah, we all know that people say you know you're not supposed to switch them that soon, and it could take weeks to yeah. to feel the effects. And so I have some statistics for you. Yeah. In my personal... Right. You are very sensitive I, to medicine. I'm very sensitive it's to medicine. fucking terrible. Oh, my God. Yeah. My medicine changes were... Awful. Fucking terrible. Yeah. So, now, and, okay, so the number one, the biggest side effects of antidepressants and antipsychotics is psychotic episodes, Psy- depression, it, it, and yep. suicidal ideations. Yeah. So... It increases it. Right. And now it could take up, you know, it could take up to eight weeks to start yeah. feeling effects of it. Oh, and it did. Yeah. <laughs> it did for me. But, so I have I have some 
not statistic, but some information. Okay. So according to several sources, including choosingtherapy.com and the National Institute of Health, it takes on average six to eight weeks for an antidepressant to work. However, it is possible to have some improvement within a week. Mm-hmm. Okay. However, side effects can be experienced on day one. How bad were my side effects? Jesus fucking Christ. Awful. Terrible. Yeah. So the worst part of my life. Yeah. So people are saying, oh, well, why did they switch her so soon? It could have been that. Okay. But it could have been she took one fucking Zoloft yeah. and was like, cool, I'm going to go jump off a bridge. Yeah. So it could take eight weeks to feel better, but it could take 24 hours to start well, having those yes, suicidal thoughts. Exactly. So Which had happened to me. Right. And if that's a big switch. Yeah. I mean, you know you took a pill and all of a sudden you're having these thoughts, you know it's that pill. You can narrow it down. Yes. So thank God the doctor listened Yeah. and saw her immediately because clearly there was something going on that she took her off that Zoloft and Xanax right off the bat right. and switched it right off the bat. Right. Um. So kudos to her for paying attention. Stop picking your fingers. I know. Um, so the Clonopin and Ambien really seemed to be where it was at. Oh, Klonopin is... So... That, that's... Babe, that's make or break for me. Um, it, it's amazing for so, me. So, I know a couple of people that take it, yeah. Um, within within days, she was texting her mom. The Klonopin worked. Yeah. Thank God. Oh, my God. And within a couple of days, she has now decided that she was going to stay at home with Sam and she was going to stay at her job. And she mm. was sleeping and she had even gotten up enough energy to like plan a birthday dinner for Sam. Like wow. game fucking changer. Yeah. Huge you ain't game kidding. changer. Yeah. <clears throat> so now I'm done with the notebook. Uh oh. Thank God you didn't fall asleep with your finger mm. on delete. <laughs> I would have fucking I would have cried. Babe, I would have fucking put my foot up your ass. I would have just fucking cried. <laughs> okay. So we're like mid January, right? Yeah. So her save the dates came in the mail and she just couldn't wait to get them out. So she literally, the day she got them, she sent them out. Yeah. Um, And by January 22nd, she was already getting people calling to RSVP to the wedding. Awesome. So she's just, she's thriving. She's happy. Um, At some point on the 25th, she, her mom sent her a text message saying that she was kind of concerned about her Mm -hmm. um, and said, you need to go see a professional. Hmm. And Ellen said, I know, I'm just scared about everything. So yeah. do we know that that had to do with her mental health? No. It could have been a, a, a fucking career specialist or, you know, it could have been anything. Yeah, yeah. We don't know that's what it was related to. So, <clears throat> sure. On January 26, 2011, um, a nor'easter was predicted to hit the area. What the fuck is that? A blizzard. Oh. On the East Coast. Oh, Okay. You don't. You didn't know that. No. Yeah. I've never heard it that way. You watch the news. I know, but apparently it that has flown over my head because I've never, hmm. unless I just can't remember it. My brain doesn't work the same. Hmm. You know, it's really bad when like my head feels like it's gonna pop, and I'm like, mm, is it sinus pressure, or is my brain swollen? Right. <laughs> like it's a legitimate question I have to ask myself. I, I yeah I get so, it yeah. Um. So, she went to school like normal. The dog is up. Yeah. Uh-uh. Lay down. Yes, he's fine. Um, but the county decided to close all the schools early that day. So, Ellen made sure that all of her kids had rides home 
uh, before she packed up and left herself. Mm-hmm. The next thing that she made sure of was to fill her gas tank on the way home. Because that's what you do yeah, when it fucking snows. Yeah, of course you do. Mm-hmm. It's like rule number one. Yeah. Um, like you can hear dads oh, in the yes. back of your head. Yes, your gas sign's going to freeze. Nah. <laughs> yeah. My dad all the fucking, all the time. But he's right. Yeah. He was right. And like, God, I do pay attention sometimes. I have, in the winter, I have uh, a blanket for each of us. And I have a change of clothes for each of us. Yeah. In the back. Yeah. So, with bottled water and, like, snacks. I mean, I always have fucking snacks. I'm a snack You're kid. such a mom. I know, but, like, that's my dad. He's like, you have to have a change of clothes. What if you have to live on the side of the road for a week? Uh, okay, <laughs> For a week. I'll bring the hatchet that you made me and the fucking yeah. wire that's wrapped in electrical tape that I'm supposed to keep under my seat. I'll bring that with me in case the bears come. <laughs> for a week. I don't... And the wire. Where he got wire. Yeah, it was what, what this. is wire going to do? It was do? this. No, it was this thick. And he wrapped that shit in electrical tape and he's like, keep that under your seat. Oh, okay. What will that do? Uh, well, you beat people with it. Apparently. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good call. Yeah. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. With that hatchet that you made me. <laughs> Good retirement hobby. Hell yeah. I mean, I still have the hatchet. Don't get me wrong. Fuck yeah, you do. I'm like, Dad, what do I do with this? Keep like, it. You put it under your bed? Yeah, you keep it. I said, it Dad, and... if they're close enough to me that I can hit them with a fucking hatchet, I said, we might have bigger problems. And he's like, no, because you have a hatchet. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> he's got a point, babe. It's a pretty big fucking hatchet. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. I'm not gonna it lie. is pretty sweet. It's in our closet. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll just carry that around next Halloween. You should. Yeah. <laughs> Be a so, great Halloween costume. When she got home, uh, Sam was already home. So they hung out, apparently. Nobody knows what they did. Until about 4.45. Um, around there, that's when Sam decided that he was going to go to the gym. He laid back down, calmed down. The dog, man. He's so antsy today. He's feeding off of you. Yeah. So he said he was gone about 30 minutes. But according to phone records, uh, he was at the gym for approximately 45-ish. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he gets back upstairs and he finds himself locked out. Okay. Now, it's unknown if he tried to use his keys to get in at this point. I know that is sounds odd. That's okay. very odd. So the apartment door has a swing bar latch. So you know those? Oh, yeah. Like the, the ball catch ones at hotels. Yeah. Okay. That's exactly what I was thinking of. That's exactly what it is. And it was latched from the inside. Okay. Now, um, he t- he's banging on the door. He's not going to answer. He he tried calling her. No answer. Um, so now he starts like spam texting her. Yeah. And he's um he's pretty shitty about it. Is he really? <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm. Yeah, he's actually real shitty about it. Um. So. Sorry. Um, and it kind of makes you wonder, like. Did he always talk to her that way? Did you, were you? Yeah, I'm, it's loading, but I have him on there. Okay. So the first one says, hello, then open the door. Then what are you doing? Then I'm getting pissed. Hello. You better have an excuse. What the fuck? And then, ah, like a, a, H, H. And then you have no idea. Whoa. Like the the rest of it? 
the like the begin beginning of it, I I can agree with that. Yeah. Like, oh, that's th- like listen, what the fuck are you doing in there? That is you. Yeah. Four seconds after I don't answer the phone, exactly. At three in the morning when yeah. I am falling asleep. Right. And you know where I'm at. Yeah. Exactly. But so the last I, one. The last one. That's a little what. Mm. Uh, what? Now, I did hear it explained. What if he was like, you have no fucking idea I'm sitting out here? Kind of thing. Uh, yeah, but I don't, I'm not taking it. No, that's not how I saw it either. Because she would know if, if you're banging on the door and she latched this thing that. Exactly. He is, he is saying that it can only be locked and unlocked. So latched and unlatched from the inside. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh. YouTube says bullshit. Yeah. You can open it with a fucking stick of gum. Yeah. There are yeah, there's so ways many it. fucking videos to show you how to latch it and oh, unlatch yeah. it there's to- from the outside. Oh, babe, so, there's tons of ways to get it, get around it. Yeah, don't, don't fucking, don't tell me, my dude. Right. You didn't. Yeah. So he ends up going downstairs to talk to um, the security guard. Mm-hmm. Whose name is Phil? Sixty-seven-year-old Phil. Phil. Yeah. Um. So he goes down there and he's he he tells Phil the whole spiel. Like, I went to the gym and I was there for forty-five minutes and thirty-two seconds, and I came back upstairs and I can't get in. I'm locked out. Like giving this guy an alibi. Yes. Um. Allegedly. Allegedly. So he asked Phil to help him break the lock, and Phil was like, "No." <laughs> Like, no, I'm a security guard in an apartment building, first of all. Um, Two, if you have a security guard in your apartment building, do you think we're allowed to break locks? Exactly. Probably no. Hell no, dude. He'd be fired in in an instant. So Phil told him, it's against policy. I cannot break the lock. Mm -hmm. And I can't leave my post. Because he was right by the door. Yeah. Earmark that. Earmarked. Okay. So a pissed off Sam goes back upstairs by himself. So now he's like, well, fuck this. I'm getting it. Mm-hmm. He kicks the door open. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you kick the door open to begin with? Yeah. You could break your own property. Right. So now he starts calling her and texting her at 530. Okay. The last phone call he made to her was at 552. 552. The last text message he sent was at 5.54. So now he's standing outside for 24 minutes. Probably a little bit more, because he probably knocked a few times before he called, right? Yeah, I would say so. So he kicks the door in. Okay. One kick, and he gets in. Yeah. He's not a big dude, which just goes to show. Wiener face, you should have kicked the door in. The first time. So, like, and I mean, I know you're, you know broken but i wouldn't have let it go a half an hour right i i just feel like okay so you were literally just with her yeah you didn't leave the building right you you didn't leave the building you come back upstairs and she's not answering and you're calling and calling and calling and banging on the door and um calling and calling and texting and everything more and if she was in the tub or the shower or something she would have heard you and gotten out at this yeah. point, I would think. So now, at what point do you go from being pissed off to being concerned? Right. 
I mean, I would think that after 34 fucking minutes, you'd There's be like... kind of, holy something's fuck, something's wrong. Yeah, something is off. Something's not right. Because it's an apartment. It's not a house. Right. She's not in the back in her she shed. Right. You know, she she could be in the bedroom, which is fucking 20 feet away from the door. Yeah. So at this point, clearly she's not in the tub or the shower. Right. Okay. So I just feel like we would have kicked the door in sooner. Oh, me having fucking no legs to use, yeah. I would have kicked in the door. Well, like when I fell down the stairs and you were like, babe, I'm coming. And I'm yeah. like, who the f- <laughs> And I'm still in my lazy boy. Where the fuck white. do you think you are coming? Yeah. I got myself up. I brushed myself off. I go in the other room and you're like, I was coming. And your chair's still moving up. <laughs> It's the thought. Uh, it was the Babe, thought. I tried. I know you did. I tried. It was the thought. Yeah. But as I, soon I as was coming, though. I, I literally had, like, hit my head going down the stairs. I know. And when you said, <laughs> babe, I'm coming, <laughs> my first thought was, where the fuck? Where? Where? <laughs> where? My walker's in the other room. I, I would have been there in 20 minutes oh. if you were still on the ground. <laughs> I'm coming. No, you're not. Oh, man. I'll be here. But, We're babe, good. I tried. You got to give you me did. that. You did. I tried. So, I have a couple questions about the next few timelines. And I feel like, mm, I, I almost feel bad questioning it, but I don't. Okay. So, and I think my peeps will understand why. Yeah. Okay. So, he kicks the door in. Mm-hmm. The kitchen is right off the front door. Yeah. Okay. He Usually finds, is. He finds Ellen on the kitchen floor. She is sitting with her head and shoulders. This is how she was found by PD. Okay. Okay. So she's she's in the kitchen. I'll just say that. I'll say PD later. Um, bloody and unresponsive. Okay. Okay. At six thirty three, Sam calls nine one one. At six thirty three. Sam calls nine one one. So he lets. We're an hour. Well, yeah. An hour in. But. When he gets inside the house, there's still a half an hour. Well, okay. So the last text he sent was at 5.54. Right. And then he went down to talk to Phil. Right. And then he came back up. So, I mean, it probably wasn't right at 6 o'clock. But regardless, your last phone call attempt was a half an hour ago. Yeah. It was actually 38 minutes ago. And your last text attempt was 36 minutes ago. Right. You find her on the ground. Okay. Mm. So he calls... 911. Yeah. 29 minutes have now passed between his last text message and calling 911. Mm, that's now, a little uh, suspicious. The 911 call did not come out right away, but in those 29 minutes, he called his mother and he called his uncle, who's a prominent defense attorney in the Philadelphia area. Really? Instead of doing, say, chest compressions? Oh, just wait. According to Ellen's mom, Sam's mom and uncle were on their way to the apartment uh, probably before EMS. That Yeah, that's, that's a problem. Now, when you listen to the call, and I will preface this by saying, you cannot predict how somebody will react in a situation like this. Right, right. When I called 911 for you... Um, my first panic was, I, I've always had this reoccurring dream that I had to call 911 and they didn't answer. Yeah. So when I'm trying to call 911 for you, they weren't answering. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. My second thought was, 
I listen to this all day. Don't sound like a fucking idiot. Right. Don't sound stupid to the dispatcher. Right. Try and be clear and concise. Don't talk too fast. Like, this is what I'm saying in my head. Yeah. Don't talk too fast. Don't, like, you know, give as many details as you can. So I was like, you know, he's he's pending mm-hmm. respiratory rest. Mm-hmm. He's 300 pounds. You're going to want to send the engine crew. He has snoring respirations. Like, boom, boom, boom. I'm giving it to him like a run run report, yeah. essentially, is what I called to 911. Yeah. So, because even the engine company commented that that was the most information they've ever had on oh, a call. That's awesome. I gave them a run for him. They, they picked you up. They put you in the ambulance. I went upstairs, and then I lost my shit. Yeah. So, you never know how somebody's going to act. And 911 calls are hard to decipher. But I get judgy with 911 calls. Yeah. Because I do hear them. All fucking all day, day long. Yeah. And I and now f- I hear them all day. I know that sometimes you just, you get nervous and you give somebody too many details, mm-hmm. but sometimes you give nerve, you get nervous and you give too many details because you're trying to hide something. You're, exactly. I feel like. Exactly. So. I mean, and, and that was known for us on the task force. Yeah. Why do you think we, we would request the 911 tape? Right, right. Because we would, you know. Mm-hmm go through it and dissect it the things that you hear on a 911 i mean it's it's insane oh yeah and i mean yeah you're absolutely right those the 911 dispatchers i give them you know and my mom did it for 30 plus years oh yeah they get all the credit in the world when we had that car accident last night yeah i swear to god every person in the fucking town was calling and these girls just handled it so i i get judgy but because I'm being judgy, I have the 911 call. Okay. Um, he sounds, to, to me, he sounds very forced. Yeah. Very rehearsed, as in, this is what I need to say. This is what it's going to sound. This is what's going to sound good. Yeah. Um, he has periods of being kind of, he tries to be hysterical, but then he has periods of calm almost. Hmm. Um. And the one thing that you tend to really pay attention to is, first he says she's on her back. He says that he came in and she was on her back. Yeah. Um, He then is asked by the dispatcher, do you know how to do CPR? And he says, no. And she says, well, I'm going to walk you through it. Can you do that? And he says, well, I have to, don't I? Ooh. So now at this point, we're almost three minutes into the call. Yeah. There's no way that he could have touched her at any point in time. Really? I would have been on the fucking ground trying to figure oh, out yeah. where you are bleeding from. He, That's he what says, I would have too. I, like, I, I think she hit her head, you know, and the, the dispatcher's like, you look? right. The dispatcher's like, is she breathing? And he's like, I don't know. Why haven't you touched her? Right. Why? Why? Annie, Annie, are you okay? That's the first fucking thing you do. You go up and you fucking shake them. Right. So then he finally, she finally is like, okay, is she on her back? And he says, yes. And she's like, okay, so take her shirt off. And he says, I can't get her shirt off. It's a zipper. Rip that shit off. Unzip it. Yeah, 
even if you can't, if it's stuck or whatever, or you don't know how, you have never you rip it. Listen, have you ever felt of a girl? You pull that fucking shit up to her chin. That's what I'm saying. Pull it up to her chin. So he's saying, I can't get her shirt off. There's a zipper. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then he notices the 10 inch knife sticking out of her fucking chest. <sighs> She's on her back when you walk in the door and you don't you see don't five see fucking that? inches of handle sticking out. Five inches of handle. She's on her back. Legit five inches, not what a guy says. Right, like a very <laughs> measurable five inches. There is your second dad joke. You are done for the day. Um, he said she's on her back. So now you're fucking with her shirt and you still take a solid 30 seconds to go, Oh my God, there's a knife in her chest. Yeah, that... You didn't see... If you walk in and she's on her back, how did you not see that? Right. So, all right. So you're going to play it I'm for I'm going to play the 911 tape. Okay. Are y'all ready? Okay. Do we need a trigger warning? No. Okay. Mm-mm. Ready? Ready. Out of her heart. Oh, she stands herself? 
Again, you don't know how you're gonna respond, right? But I have a lot of issues. Even if you okay, so you don't know how you're gonna respond. I understand that, but you walk in and you tell the dispatcher she's on her back. This chick is like a buck fifteen. There is nothing hiding this knife. No, in her chest. If she is lying on her back, that should have been the first thing that you saw. Yeah. First of all. Second, there wasn't blood everywhere. There was two drops of blood on the counter where she was allegedly standing. It was right behind mm-hmm. her. Okay. Yeah. And she, in her hand, was holding an almost pristine white towel. Hmm. There's no blood outside of the kitchen. It's just on her. There are holes in her clothing. Where there are stab marks. Yeah. And he is continuously saying, I think she hit her head. I think she hit her head. Yeah. I have an issue with that. And then the first thing he says is, oh my God, she stabbed herself. Yeah. That to me is not the first thing That's you think of when somebody, say. you see somebody with a knife in their chest. No. That's, and then it was. It's going to be, oh my God, there's a knife in Oh my God, chest. someone stabbed her. Yeah. Not she stabbed herself or she fell on it. Right. Because that was the next thing he said. She fell on it. Right. Which, okay, we're, we're products of Rescue 911, where the episode was he was running down the hallway with a steak knife and he stabs himself. I get it. Right. But no. So she tells him, do CPR. Mm-hmm. Well, he does the, I guess I have to. Yeah, yeah, you do. You do. Why the fuck would that even come out of your mouth? You, you do. Um, 
and you you should have touched her already. Yeah. So again, they ask if she's breathing. He says, I don't know. She says, look at her chest. Is it going up and down? So now we can assume he should be staring at her chest, right? Yeah. Okay. Still can't see the knife. Got it. Puts her down. I can't get her shirt. So now he's fumbling with her shirt. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now she's wearing sweatpants, a t-shirt, and what is a zip-up hoodie. But almost like a cropped zip-up hoodie. Yeah. So like the waist would be, like the bottom of the of the hoodie would be at the waist. Yeah. And then you presume that she had it zipped up. Yeah. Because if you can't get the zipper down. So that's going to be upwards by her collarbone. Yeah. Right next to the knife. Right. That he's not seeing. Okay. Now, the other thing, this is the other thing. So you walk into the door and the kitchen is, I believe, to the left. So now, presumably, he's on her left side. Mm-hmm. Where's your heart? On your left. Right. So if you're kneeling down, you think he, he's probably kneeling down on that side because that's what you do. You kneel down on the closest side. Right. So now the knife is closest to him. Mm-hmm. Still can't see it. Yeah, I I have issues with with this. So then it was, oh my God, she stabbed herself. My first thought would be, oh my God, someone stabbed her. Or just, oh my God, she stabbed. Why is there a fucking knife in her chest? Right. And why am I stupid and didn't see it before this? So, and then it was immediately, she fell on it. Yeah, sure. Okay, so then they tell him, stop, right? And then while we were paused for a minute, you said this, that he started off calm and then it almost got to the point where it sounds like he wants to It sounded to like he wanted giggle. to giggle. And I heard that too. I, I looked yes. up at you. I heard like, it too. And I didn't say fuck? anything to you, but it was kind of like the, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yes. So the other thing that I noticed is when they're asking him about, you know, intruders and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he says... He starts to say, you know, he was going to the gym and he goes, I, 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 he was going to say, I latched that door. You, babe, I'm convinced of it. Mm. He was going to say, I latched that door. Cause then it was, I, 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 the door was latched from the inside. That's what? Yeah. yeah you're right. I, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. I, I, the door was latched on the inside. Mm-mm. And then says, you know, they asked if there's an intruder. No, but it's going to look like it when you get here. Yeah, why the fuck would you say that? How, Sir, how strong do you think you are? I, exactly. But w- regardless, why why would you say that? Because he kicked the door in. Oh, okay. Like Who cares? hero. Yeah. So, you would tell the police when they come there. Like, if one of the cops asked, like, you. hey, the door is fucked up. That, that was me. I booted in the door. Yes. There's a lot of detail that I feel like he's giving. He says, I went to the gym a lot. A lot. But he just swings back and forth with like going. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. But then Ellie. he's calm as So fuck. I went to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. I That's went to I'm the saying. gym downstairs. It sounds forced. Yeah. It sounds very forced. Almost like he's getting irritated at the dispatcher. Yes, for asking for questions. For asking questions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which. Like he didn't want to make this phone call. Yes, which we have noticed. Battery calls, stuff yeah. like that. The caller, and I've heard it myself 
multiple times with like abuse calls. Yeah. When these guys are trying to ask questions for us so we can get ourselves prepared, they're getting pissed. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many times a night we hear the dispatcher say, listen, I have to ask these questions. Right. Like I have to ask them. And, and they get they get mad. Yeah. But it's always when somebody is at fault, I feel like. Yeah. No, you're right. So. The majority of the time, yeah, I would say. It's when. You know, maybe when not not always. Not always. The last but one. majority. Yeah. The last one I remember vividly was that they this person called and said that his 18-month-old swallowed a bottle of Fabuloso. Yeah. Which, by the way, Fabuloso is not caustic because of the color Babies. and the scent. They made it that way. Yeah. Um, 18 month olds don't pick up fucking gallons of soap and chug it. Right. And he didn't want to answer questions. Yeah. He didn't want to answer questions at all. So if they're at fault, I feel like that's when they're like, no, no, I'm not, you know? Yeah. So then it's, it's like he almost giggles. Yeah. I, I caught that and I looked up at you like, yeah. what the fuck? And then he's like, okay, so is someone coming here? And they're, you know, they're like, yeah, someone's on the way. Someone's on the way. And he's like, okay, bye. Y- yeah. <laughs> like, what? I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. So four minutes after this, PD arrives. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to assume, okay, the call was made at 633. I'm going to assume it's four minutes from the start of the call. The call was about three minutes. So I'm guessing four minutes after the call. Yeah. Not after he hung up. Right. Um, just based off of the next time. Petey arrives. Mm-hmm. They obviously, they go upstairs. They secure the scene, which they have to for, mm-hmm. for paramedics to come in. Yeah. She is pronounced dead at 640. What? She is pronounced dead. What? Seven minutes after the 911 call. How in the hell is that possible? This is going to sound so crass, and I'm so sorry, but the only way that they're going to do that is she is dead as a fucking doornail. Yeah. Because you are now looking, as a paramedic, that there, you if are you looking, work, yep, if, a, if you even try to work, it's not, there's what, nothing. Right. Which means she had to have been rigor something, because... yeah. If I'm looking at a 27-year-old knife in their chest or not, because right now, the knife in the chest, while it could be the fatal wound, it could save you with the knife still being in there. Right. Because now you can go to surgery, they can tie that off and then pull the knife out. Right. So there has to be obvious signs of death for a paramedic to not work a 27-year-old traumatic arrest. Right. They're 27. Traumatic arrests, it's a surgical disease. You replace the fluids, and it's a 100-100 call. 100 miles an hour, 100% oxygen. You replace the fluids, you get them into surgery. Yeah. We don't not work traumatic arrests. Right. You just, you work a, and she's 27. Right. She's very obviously a healthy 27-year-old. Right. There had to be significant, obvious signs of death for them to not work her. you're right. And at this point... The only, I mean, she's obviously stabbed, but the the knife in her chest is not an obvious sign of death. She mm-hmm. had to be cold. Yeah. Well, she, warm to him. Well, he said her hands were warm. Yeah. Well, if that means anything. Well, it's also January and you have the heat on. <laughs> right. So the body is going to be warm. I also tried to look it up. There are 
apartment buildings in the area i couldn't find it with theirs specifically but there are because it's under a different name now it's not venice loft mm-hmm. it's like uh, it starts with an a some of their apartment buildings have recumbent heat which means their heat is in the floor yeah so if she's laying there she's gonna be warm her hands are going to be warm because they're touching the floor right okay so here's the other thing they had she had to be in rigor she had to be yeah when pd comes in ellen is found in the kitchen sitting up with her head her shoulders and like her neck resting up against the corner cabinets she is not on her back what the fuck she is not on her back her legs are splayed out in front of her so they're totally out in front of her her glasses are close to her right hand and in her right hand is a white towel like i said um it's a white and some people notice uh, like it was a bathroom towel yeah okay well the bathroom is right off the kitchen and she was cutting fruit Mm -hmm. so if i don't have any kitchen towels yeah i'm gonna grab a fucking bathroom towel yeah do it all the time so there were there was blueberries and oranges on the counter she was cutting a fruit salad Mm -hmm. there was a strainer in the sink their knife block was knocked over and there were two clean knives in the sink the knife in her chest was a knife from their knife block Mm. it was a five inch blade and a five inch handle you are going to see a five inch wooden handle sticking sticking out of your girlfriend yeah you're just gonna there, there's no way around it. You're okay. going to. So now <sighs> he's on the phone. Yeah. She's asking him. He says she's on her back. We know she's not she's on her back. She's not. He says that he is going to attempt CPR and he can't get her shirt off because the zipper's stuck. Well, obviously he didn't. He didn't you move her. You didn't fucking touch her. Right. You didn't touch her. She was yeah. sitting up. So... There's also blood on her face, but it's a trail of blood that goes from her nostril to her earlobe. Hmm. That defies the laws of gravity. Yeah. It was dried. So she had to be somehow on her left side, left nostril, left ear. Yeah. For it to drip and then dry. dry. So a couple minutes, blood dries relatively quickly on skin. Yeah. But for it to go in that direction. While she's sitting up. While she's sitting up. That's how the fuck does that happen? And he kept saying, I think she hit her head. I think she fell and hit her head. What did she fall on? She's sitting up. Yeah. Okay. So I, she, I couldn't find anything regarding the state of her body. When the police got there, the Emmy did mm-hmm. not come to the scene. If he did, it's not documented anywhere. They just, the yeah. Emmy gets her the next day. Okay. So a lot of shit is still sealed. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't get anything through FOIA, despite the fact that they call this a closed case. Really? They don't release anything. <laughs> um, it's seven minutes, which means at the very least, the paramedics got there at the same time police did. Yeah. Police go up. You figure, you know them fuckers took the elevator. Oh, yeah. You know they did. 
Because I would have too. Yeah. I'm a fatty. I got it. I would have. Listen, if I know I'm going to be working a code, I need to not be the code. Right. I'm taking the elevator. Right. So there's not enough of us to do CPR on both of us. So, okay. So they arrive on scene four minutes after the 911 call. So 1837. They get inside at 1838. Mm -hmm. And this is them rushing. They call the hospital the minute they walk in the door. Yeah. The minute they walk in the door. They would have have to. She was pronounced seven minutes after the call. Yeah. They would have had a call right away. Seven but, minutes. Yeah. That, that blows my fucking mind. And I, mm. I, I have listened to a lot of stuff and I've read a lot of stuff. And I don't think anybody really is like, they they did this. And like that time it, that boggles my mind. Yeah, that doesn't make it sense. It does not make sense. It takes um, Ingalls Hospital almost seven minutes just to answer the fucking phone. Oh, yeah. So, and they're busy. I'm not faulting them. Oh, I know. I know. But it does. Seven minutes. To call their ER. (sighs) I've been on the line waiting 10 minutes for them to answer. Seven minutes after he called 911 and he was on the phone for three minutes. Mm -hmm. PD showed up, you know, right away. She had to be in rigor. She had to be. That's the only thing that that would have stopped them from working. Yeah. This this woman. That's the only thing that makes because sense. Because immediately you walk into a room and you see that, the first thing they're doing, they're putting her on her fucking back. Mm-hmm. I guarantee they went to move her and And couldn't. she was stiff. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that makes sense with the time of death of 1840. Yeah. The only thing. And what's so, 1840? Sorry, 640. People? Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. People that don't um, know military time. My bad. My life is military time. Yeah. Um. So now inside the apartment, police start processing the scene. They they see Ellen the way that she's sitting. The clean towel, I'm sorry, the towel was in her left hand. Um, she was wearing a sweatshirt, a t-shirt, a zip-up sweatshirt, and Ugg boots. Or off-brand Ugg boots, I don't know, they were brown furry boots. Mm, Uggs, you girls. Uh, police immediately said that they did not see any defensive wounds that one would expect to see if she fought someone with a knife. Hmm. Um. Fruit was on the counter. There were oranges and blueberries. The two knives were in the sink, like I said. Great selection of There fruit. was no blood outside of the kitchen, and the blood in the kitchen was very minimal. There was no signs of an intruder, which we know, but including the door frame. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, big old bad Sam was like, Mah, I kicked the door open. Mah. Yeah. Okay. Did you, though? Did you? There's literally... No damage to the door frame. Really? And that latch lock is yeah. still intact. Oh, Both that, sides. That's bullshit. The then. wall and the door. And there's only one screw missing from it. That door frame would have came right off. Yeah. And I've I and I know that doors, for, I know that for a fact because you know You've booted in a couple you doors. You know how many bo- yeah. boot in doors yep. I've done. And let's just say, okay, so our when we lived in the condo, our door was it wasn't steel, but it wasn't aluminum. It was solid. It was a solid fucking it door. It was a solid door. There's no kicking that fucking door no, in. No, not at all. You couldn't have mule kicked that door no. open. So if they had the same kind of doors, there's no way. There's no way. There's no way. No. I'm 300 pounds. When I was on the job, I was 320. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And solid. Yeah, solid. Like I mean, tree trunks for fucking legs. Yeah. Solid. And that was my job. Yep. If a door needed a to be booted, I... I booted the door yeah. for for uh, all the calls. I wanted to do that so bad. Oh, it was fun. But <sighs> the door frames, 
the frames were coming right off. Can you promise me if we ever get a new front door, can I kick ours in? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's fun to yeah. mule kick it. Yeah, it's oh, fun. I want to kick our fucking door. And just like to know like when your foot like feels the pressure yeah. of it going through and then the whole door frame comes Dude, down. Okay. It's so fun. Well, I'm pretty sure not everybody can pull the whole door frame. I mean, I've watched you rip a fence out of the ground. Um, I did. Do you uh, remember that? Yeah, it's on video. Yeah. Because yeah. uh-huh. everybody was were like... Were we chasing someone? Yeah, that was when you were doing the thing for with Cook County. That's right. Was, and I ripped the fucking yeah. fence. I you see like through. the three guys <laughs> hopping over the fence and then and you stop it. and you looked at the fence and you're like... Mm-mm. Yeah, and you I just fucking ripped, ripped that it. Because whatever cop was next to you looked at you like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. <laughs> you just I did. ripped it. because you were like, And there was one time we, I was in a chase too where it was an aluminum fence and it was too high, oh. I ran right through it. <laughs> right fucking through like it. Like the motherfucking Kool-Aid. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I was like, babe, it was a six that. foot high one. Yeah. And this dude was fast as fuck. Yep. We were in Chicago, me and Lugo. And dude, I ran right the fuck through it. Yeah. I was like, there's no way I'm getting I, over this. <laughs> I just, I fucking barreled my shoulder down and the whole fucking side, Dude, the whole backyard came down. The first part of that video, you try to get in, you try to get into the squad. Why you tried to go in head first is fucking beyond me. <laughs> you stuck your head in and kind of went, nope, <clears throat> and came out and backed in ass first. Right. And then they show you, you know, they kind of chase you and you are trotting. You know, I led the way, and uh, I led the way. That, that the was because guys. that was an officer was shot yeah. in, in the t- in the town next to us, so we were looking. This was no, this was your your buy, your drug deal. Oh, oh, my that's shooting. how I saw it. Yeah, my shoe. I watched the video. Yeah. So a couple of the smaller guys in uniform got over the fence carefully, and you literally looked at the fence and you looked down and you're like. You shook your head a little bit and you grabbed the fucking knob and just. <laughs> and the guy yeah, next to you was right, like, I did. Fuck, man. And then he stood on top of the fence. I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, those were littler fences. I got to admit, those it, were like three fucking, foot. It doesn't matter. It's a fucking fence that you ripped out of the ground. <laughs> now, don't get me. Guys, this was not a fence that was falling down. Yeah. Because like I said, other people went up and over the fence. This was a very much intact Fence. Yeah. That you just, Aluminum you fence. grab that fucking knob and you're like, mm not yeah, today, Sam. I fucking ripped it up. <sighs> uh, man, yeah. I was strong, dude. They were talking about you at work. I was strong. Yeah, so one of the guys at work, we I think we talked about this. Do you remember when I tackled that guy in the town next to us? That's how Brad us? met you. That's how I met your brother. Because mm-hmm. you broke his ribs. Dude, and it, it was it was luck because I, I parked in the alley. I saw where he was running. It was a car chase. Mm-hmm. And it was a stolen car. In the town over. Yeah. And I saw him bail in the alley. So I'm like, fuck, I got this guy. Dude, I'm standing there and he's running straight towards me. Mm -hmm. And I fucking urlockered the shit out of him and broke his ribs. You broke his ribs on the side that you hit, not the side that hit the ground. (laughs) Right. I told that to a guy at work the other day and he went, I'm sorry, what? Uh, Babe, the best part of that, though, was all I heard was, oh. Yeah. That's the noise he's I made like, when you elbowed me in the back. And then when I had him on the ground, he's like, dude, you got me. <laughs> I did. Yeah. yeah. And Brad, my brother, mm-hmm. said, you know, he because he worked with me for a little while. He got called to lock up. And 
I can't remember who he was talking to, but they're like, yeah, it's, you know, this guy's got some rib pain. And Brad's like, oh, yeah, fuck that, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, no, he's probably, like, really hurt. Cash hit him. And Brad's like, who the fuck is Cash? Because you were new. Yeah. And he's like, this motherfucker came walking down the hallway, and I was like, dear God. (laughs) So we were talking about you the other day, because one of the guys at work didn't realize it was you. Yeah. Because you're hairy now. You're a big fucking I hairy, grew my hair out, animal. grew my beard out. You were high and tight with no facial hair. So yeah. he walked in and he's like, hey, man, how you doing? Hey! And freaked yep. out, jumped in your fucking lap because you guys are all weird. And then proceeded to <coughs> talk to his partner about you the rest yeah. of the day. So I was talking to his partner the other day and he's like, yeah, you know, he was telling me how big Mark was and how like he didn't even have to say shit on calls. He would just walk up and look all mean, and but he's not mean. And I was like, Dude, he's a giant wiener. Like, he's a giant fucking wiener. So... Size helps when, when pull, you're on the street. I pulled out a picture, like a, an old picture, and he was like, oh, my. And I was like, mm-hmm, yeah. And he's like, that's frightening. And I was like, now look at him. Right. He's hairy. <laughs> long hair, long beard. He's fucking hairy. Yeah. But he's Lost the one, all my muscle. You didn't lose all your muscle. You're still no. a big fucker. I'm lifting 20 pounds at the gym now. Okay, but you are still a big fucker. Yeah. I did tell him I called him the pretty version of Candyman, though. Yeah, yeah. I know. So He does, too, though. Doesn't he? Oh, I told. He I fucking told you. Yeah, but he's he like the prettier version. Yeah, he is. He's yeah. not a bad-looking guy. No, he's not. Mm-mm. But he resembles the Candyman. From the original. Yeah. Yeah. So, remind me to tell you something. Like um, 20 years younger, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's he's literally, he's got resting bitch face. He does. Oh, he does. Yeah. He's one of the nicest guys I've ever fucking He's awesome. Um, I love him. Which remind me to tell you something. I'm, I'm going to say it actually on the air, too, because Oscar will be tickled fucking pink. Oscar, who so, you work with? Yeah. So people know. What, they know. I've said Oscar before. Okay. So Sam was like, I kicked the door frame down. Bleh. No, it wasn't fucking... He didn't even break the latch. Right. So now he says, well, the deadbolt wasn't locked. It was just the bar latch. Yeah. Okay. Which one is it? You didn't go on YouTube? You didn't go on... You had a phone. I mean, did they have Uh, internet on the phone in 2011? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, you literally... There is a video of them showing how to latch that latch from the outside with a piece of motherfucking gum. Yeah. So even if you don't have gum, you could still reach in there. And if this guy is a littler guy, right? He okay. he'd be able to reach his hand in there. So if I'm almost able to, yeah. Well, and that's the thing. So if the deadbolt isn't locked, you can get your hand in there. Yeah. Right. So you can open the door a little bit. Yeah. So you can open the door a little bit. You're yelling into your fiance for she, thirty fucking exactly. minutes, and she didn't answer you. Something is up. And you didn't go in. The door is open. Yeah. Now, how do you know the devil was like, did you have your keys with you? Right. Now, one would think you have your keys because he went to the gym. Mm-hmm. You need your key fob. Yeah. Where do people put their gym tags? On their fucking car keys. Yeah. Right? Okay. So you would assume he had his keys on him. Yeah. Second, the bodyguard. They go down and talk to the bodyguard. Not the bodyguard. Security guard. Security guard. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, six, seven-year-old Phil, my dude. Now, Sam tells the police, he's like, you know, I I couldn't get it open. I went down. I got Phil. He came back up here with me. Mm -hmm. We kicked the door down. Ooh. 
Mm-hmm. Ooh, mm-hmm. Phil can't leave his post. Phil came back up here with me. We kicked the door down. Mm-hmm. So they go downstairs and talk this to Phil. This dude is a fucking liar. And Phil's like, hmm, I never went upstairs with him. Yeah. I told him I could not break the lock, and I told him I could not leave my post. Yeah. I did not go upstairs with him. Right. Oh, and I found it a little odd that during our 40-second long conversation, he mentioned he went to the gym three times. Oh, and I also found it kind of weird that, you know, he went to the gym, and he said he was only there for like a half an hour. So he's probably doing like cardio, right? That's all you do at the gym for half an hour is cardio. Uh, Why are you wearing Timberland boots? Oh, that I can't. That There's no. idiots that wear tim- Timberlands and like so work boots at and one stuff point, like you that. Could be like, and jeans. You so could, I, what you're wearing, that... Mm, I that, don't know. But I'm, I'm assuming... That I doesn't mean, affect me. You're not going to go to the gym to lift for 30 minutes. Well, I do now. You can't pick a song <laughs> in 30 minutes. Yeah, I know. And the Timberland boots, okay, it's snowing. You're wearing boots, I get it. But the from what I could tell, the gym facility was, you didn't have to leave the building. So we didn't have to go in the snow. Right. Now, police did check. But you might not be doing cardio. If you're doing cardio, I feel like that, like, that's when you would wear gym shoes. I mean, I used to wear working boots to the gym. And people made fun of you. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they were able to check with the, the key fob and stuff. And he, he did. It showed him going to the gym and swiping at the gym. Yeah. Um, but they also see that it doesn't appear that, you know, somebody opened the door for somebody else without a key fob and, you know, kind of those things. Right. So <clears throat> they start talking to the neighbors, too. And they're like, did you hear anything? Yeah. Do a canvas. And they're like, no. We heard him trying to get in, but that's about it. Yeah. She didn't make any fucking noise? She didn't make any noise? Yeah, that's a little odd. Nothing? That's a little odd. That's like you don't expect it. You know what else they didn't hear? What? Him calling 911. Or him freaking out in the apartment. Uh, I don't know. No. The walls could be thick. You may not be able to hear much. And neighbors tend not to pay attention. But they also say they did hear him trying to get in but not to the point that they thought something could be wrong right so not to the point that he said he was banging on the door incessantly banging on the door and yelling into the phone and yelling into the apartment they didn't hear that they heard him knock on the door yeah i'm thinking this guy's a liar well he is a liar we know he's a fucking liar yeah you know so the deadbolt's not locked yada yada the only other way in through this apartment is through the sliding glass door off the balcony. Mm-hmm. But they're on the sixth floor. Yeah. PD looks anyways. There's no disturbed snow. Right. Okay? So nobody could have like jumped, you know. <clears throat> um, they actually described the apartment as tidy. Really? And there was evidence of money, keys, mm. her two laptops, his laptop, her engagement ring, all in the house. So robbery, not really a motive. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, I mean, this is personal. That's Well, stabbings are. Yeah. They're up close and personal. Yeah. So now they say at some point they went through the computer and found nothing indicative of suicide and found no note. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
police decided at this point they're going to take Sam down to the station for formal questioning. Yeah. At this point, his parents are on the scene. His uncle's on the scene. Oh, my God. His parents called Ellen's parents. Yeah. So now Joshua, I love his name is Joshua, mm. and Sandra, they call. Sandra. That, you know, his dad says something happened to Ellie. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, well, what happened? And he said, you know, just something bad. And she said, well, where's the ambulance? And Sam's dad, dad said, well, there's, there's no ambulance. And her mom said, my whole world went dark. Oh, I just got chills. Uh, me too. And I didn't have a daughter anymore. Oh, my God. I just got chills. God damn it. So not only do they find this out over the phone, they're two hours away. In a fucking blizzard. They can't get there. Jesus. They they can't get there. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. So now, the entire scene at the apartment was processed within an hour. Yeah. Um... I feel I mean, like that's. Uh, I wanted to ask you, like, I feel like that's short. No, but they, not necessarily. They can vary, and if it's an apartment, yeah, it's not huge. It, it's right. an hour seems pretty reasonable. And realistically, there's no blood. I mean, there's not that much yeah, blood in the kitchen. And I mean, the, the knife is going with her to the Emmy. The, it, that's what I know? was going to say. I mean, the murder weapon is going with her, right? Because so it's still in her. You're you're not going to test right. for prints or anything while right. it's still in right. her. So, I, I mean, you're going to obviously collect the swab, you know, swab the blood that's right. on the table. There was two, yeah, two drops on the counter. You know, you could probably, I mean, you see that there's no footprints in the snow, so why are you going to dust for prints? You won't, right. So. It's possible, right? Really, an hour in on this scene seems reasonable. Okay. So now. Josh or uh, Sam's uncle goes down with him to the police station and is with him, which while yes, it makes you seem guilty. That is the best advice I will ever give anybody. Yeah. Do not talk to the police without an attorney. Right. Whether Even you did it, whether you didn't whether do you it, did it or not, whether the sky is purple, green yep. or gray, get a fucking attorney before you open your mouth. Yeah. And we're a police family and uh, we still I, say, exactly. Get a fucking attorney. I'm okay? a retired police officer. Right. I'm getting an attorney. And his uncle is an attorney, and his uncle is on the scene. There's no way his uncle is going to let him talk without him there. Right. Okay? Right. So they conclude within that hour, based off of the um, locked latch from the inside, per Sam, um, and no signs of an intruder, Yeah. they have concluded within an hour that Ellen committed suicide. Dude, our dog is such a fucking toddler. I know. He gets angry he, at me when I tell him to lay down. I fucking love when he like huffs at you. He's like. He does. He's like he a little down. kid. Mm-hmm. A lady at work um, talks to her dog. Yeah. I showed you, right? Yeah, I know. Um, That's awesome. And she, he, he moans. Oh my God. I, I talk to him at three in the morning. <laughs> I'm like, can we call the dog? It's terrible. So. He's so cute. They conclude within an hour that she committed suicide. Within an hour. Within an hour. They have oh, concluded that no, she has committed no, no, suicide. No, 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 You haven't even gone to the autopsy no. yet. No, the autopsy hasn't even happened yet. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not closing that shit out. Oh, baby. What police department is this? Philadelphia. Philly did this? Mm-hmm. Oh, Philly. You're... Wow. Uh, I'm 
surprised. Babe, it only goes downhill from here. Oh, man. You haven't even gone to the autopsy yet. No. And the autopsy. You don't close that out after an hour. The autopsy's bad. Okay. So, now they are of Jewish faith. Okay. So, with people of the Jewish faith, you are to be buried immediately. Okay. I should have looked up why. I didn't have a chance to. But you're, they, they bury their dead immediately. So okay. they have the autopsy. Uh, Dr. Marvin Osborne does the autopsy the next day at 9 a.m. They find, so this is where they find her clothes. They have holes in her clothing yeah. that match up with the stab wounds. Okay. There are 19 of them. What? 19 stab wounds? There's 19 stab wounds and a two and a half inch long gash to the back of her scalp. So it's oh, unknown. this guy is a fucking liar. It's unknown if that one is a stab wound. So they generally will report it as 20 stab wounds. Okay. Okay. I mean, they really shouldn't to the back of the head. That should just be a laceration. You ready? Yeah. There are 10 to the back of her neck. What? Just lift your arm above your shoulders. Oh, wait. You can't. How do you do that? They also come to find out that in order to stab herself in the neck 10 times. Thank you for showing the motion. Yeah, and I'm I know. the only uh-huh. one that's going to yeah, okay. see it. Everybody did it with me. <laughs> right. You know they did. I don't care if you're in your car, the fucking tub, the right. kitchen cooking You're dinner. trying to see if you Literally can... every single person yeah, just you... went, can I fucking do that? <laughs> right. Let's see. So, and what if you're going to kill yourself? Why the fuck are you doing it there, babe? It gets worse. So it it is shown that these wounds, uh, some of them entered at different angles. Okay, so now there are two significant ones to the neck out of the ten. One is two point seven inches deep, and one is three point one inches deep. Mm-hmm. Think of a neck. Yeah. Okay. You have a neck now. You didn't before. You kind of looked like a whack a mole. No. But she's like 110 pounds, so her neck is my wrist. Oh, yeah. 3.1 inches deep in her neck? That's almost cutting her head off. So she stabbed herself 3.1 inches, pulled that knife out, and kept going? Yeah. That, cool. That ain't happening. So the other ones were very superficial. Mm-hmm. Um, like 0.2. Okay. Like almost like didn't go in, so they moved. Okay. Yeah. But they found with the way that these wounds happened, the way that the knife entered... She would have had to almost toggle the knife between her left and right hand and switch angles. Okay. There's so, no way this is a suicide. And I'll just point this out too. So no defensive wounds, right? Right. The number one injury somebody has from stabbing is that knife is covered in blood and your hand slips and you cut your fingers, right? This dude, As my the theory, I, I'm saying my theory already. I think he's, those were the first wounds. I think he got her from behind and she didn't scream because he got her from behind. It's like, oh, oh my God, I'm being stabbed. Oh, oh my God. Now, the former police officer turned private investigator who works for the family says the same thing that he calls it a blitz attack. Yeah. That she didn't even have time yeah. to know what was going on. Okay. Do you have his info? I'd like to reach out to yeah. him. Yeah. Um, that's not all her wounds. Okay. Okay. So she had 10 to the back of the neck, 8 to the chest, 1 to the abdomen, and that gash to the back of her head. Now, that gash, she might have hit her head coming back on the Coming counter. back, okay. yeah. My dad 
busted the fucking back of his head open when he passed out in the hallway. Yeah. Um. So the wound to her abdomen was two and a half inches deep. Wow. And the fatal wound was the knife to the chest. To the chest, okay? yeah. It was 3.9 inches deep with a 10-inch knife. So it was a 5-inch blade and a 5-inch handle. So how the that fuck are you... That fucker was buried. Huge. Yeah. Buried. But how are you not going to see that? Thank you. Thank how you. in the fuck are you not going to see that? Thank you. So now they find that on top of that, she has 11 bruises. Okay. Old bruises, new bruises. Both. Okay, so she's getting her ass whooped by this guy. And in places that are generally covered with clothing. She had bruises to her upper right arm, her right forearm, her right lower abdomen, yeah. her right knee, and her right thigh. Yeah, she's getting her ass whooped the by bruises this bruises to the right thigh were round and in a vertical row as if caused by an object, maybe. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all of these bruises are in the various stages of healing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, the Emmy... He's a wife beater. The Emmy says, without a doubt, the manner of death is homicide. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So, Ellen's parents were preparing for the funeral on the 28th because they they do this very quickly. Um, When a friend came to Josh just prior to him giving the eulogy and said, the Emmy just made a ruling, it was on the news, they're ruling it a homicide. So during the eulogy, Josh tells everybody, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we know that everybody has been told that Ellen took her own life. The Emmy just determined that it was a suicide. Or homicide. Homicide. Sorry. <clears throat> so then they're having the... Do the police change it? Just wait. Oh, boy. So they're having, um, you know, their luncheon and stuff. And, yeah. and Josh went to Sam and said, you know, you're the prime suspect, right? <laughs> and he went and cried with mommy. Oh, meh, poor baby. Murder. So, yeah, murder her. Yep. Um. All right. So they do the autopsy. Yeah. Hang on. <clears throat> so now the homicide unit is looking. Mm-hmm. Now, what comes out is the day before the funeral. So. There's one day in between the murder and the funeral, the yeah. 27th. Wow, um, that's quick. They, they do. Yeah, um, that's quick. So uh, Sam's uncle calls the building manager and says, listen, we, we got to get in there. He needs a suit for the funeral. Mm-hmm. And she's like, eh, I don't know if we can. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. And, you know, there's still blood everywhere. And like, should we do this? So she calls the police and they're like, yeah, you can let him in. Oh yeah. my God! No, it's not a crime scene. Yes, it is. It's a suicide. The it's, me it, just declared it a homicide. No, no, it's a suicide. Oh, and all that blood you're worried about? Mm-hmm. Here's the phone number to a company that to cleans clean up crime up. scenes. Oh my God! So the police never even brought this to the DA. Just wait. So she lets him in there. They take out a suit for Sam. Then they take. Her engagement ring, her purse, her car keys, her two computers. Oh, my God. And they have a company come in and clean this apartment. 
Oh, my God. So now the ME is ruling it a homicide, and the Philadelphia Homicide Unit has to go into an apartment that's been professionally fucking cleaned. Mm. What are you going to find? Absolutely uh, nothing. nothing. A whole lot of nothing. The other thing that is very odd is that on that knife, only her DNA was found on it. Hmm. He don't touch it? Nothing? You don't, you don't touch anything in the house? Hmm. You don't touch anything? Yeah. Nothing? Hmm. Did you wipe it down? Then hmm. put her fingers on it? That's, yeah. Is that what you, is that what you did there, and buddy? And dummy, you, you live there, too. So your prints are going to be on it. Babe, I'm, I'm fucking telling you. On January 29th, a police spokesperson said that despite the homicide ruling, authorities are, quote, leaning towards suicide in Ellen's case and are looking into, quote, mental issues she might have had wow they found her medication and determined of course "Mm -hmm. well of course she's a nutty Mm -hmm." they also said that quote the death of ellen greenberg has not been ruled a homicide homicide investigators are considering the manner of death as suspicious at this time so i want to know did they bring it to the da They didn't even bring it to the, the state's wait. attorney. Just wait. I am waiting and I'm... Ugh. I know, I'm making you wait and I fucking love it. <clears throat> so, in March of 2011, the ME changes her death certificate. What? He changes the manner of death to suicide. Why? He was told that... The latch was locked from the inside. There's no signs of an intruder. Sam entered the apartment with the security guard. He wasn't by himself. He couldn't have done it. Dude. So he changed it. This is so bad. Mm-hmm. Our justice mm-hmm. system. Mm-hmm. Yep. Come the fuck on. So now the detectives are like, we're just finding more stuff that just is proving suicide. Um, she... You know, she was anxious. She was overwhelmed. Um, So she didn't have any marks on her body that she fought an attacker. So they just think she was cutting up a fruit salad. Of course. And was like, whatever. Time to kill myself. So, you know, there's nothing really like, they don't know what they did during the day. Because Sam really doesn't say. So the stomach contents, stuff like that. Now, she was making a fruit salad. Yeah. Blueberries will digest in an empty stomach in five to six minutes. Hmm. So if you're sitting there eating a blueberry, by the time you get Did the Did you blue- look that up? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> by the time... Um, how the fuck would I know that? Yeah, I know. I was like, holy shit. So by the time you get all the blueberries in a bowl, the first blueberry that you ate while you're cutting them is, is, already... is digested. Yeah. And not in the stomach anymore. So it's, it's not... You're not going to have stomach contents. Wow. Okay? Hmm. So now... The police are kind of fighting with her parents. And they're like, listen, hire, hire uh, an outside neuropathologist to look at this. Okay? Yeah. So at some point, the ME went to a neuropathologist mm-hmm. and said, hey, can you take a look at this? You know, just, just look. Yeah. Tell me if there's damage to the spinal cord. This ME says, okay, well, while there's... Damage to the outer layers, and there's a cut on the dura, which you know where that is because yeah. I have a cut on my dura. Um, there's no damage to the spinal cord. Mm-hmm. So he takes this as gospel, which means she caused enough issues with her spinal cord 
to passively make her go numb, which means she could have continued to stab herself with no pain. Oh, come on. Now, is it probable? No. Is it possible? Yes. Right. Unfortunately. Yeah, but that's a bunch of BS in my, uh, my opinion. So with all that, he ended up changing his suicide or changing his ruling unbelievable yeah this this in in my opinion is a piss poor job with the judicial system so her parents are like no fuck this like we're fighting this they had to buy her autopsy report what yeah and they tried to foia her case file and were denied really multiple times the case is closed. Why do, Why are you not giving this to the fucking parents? It's freedom of information. Oh, babe. you know If what? the case is closed, mm-hmm. you should be able to get it. They finally let them come in yeah. to look at the file, but they said, you can't leave with the file. You, <laughs> you can't, can't make, make copies. copies. Yeah. You can't take pictures, and nobody can come in here with you. What? What in the actual fuck? They don't know what the fuck they're looking at. Right. They don't know. They have no clue. They don't, they don't know. Wow. So now they get as much information as they can. They, they end up getting the autopsy photos, the, the scene photos, the crime scene photos, mm. and the Emmy's investigation report. You know who they sent it to? Who? Dr. Cyril Wecht. <laughs> da, da, da. These parents, like, they went balls to the walls because they end up consulting with Dr. Henry, Henry Lee, too. Yeah. These are literally... The experts. Oh, yeah. These are the two most famous forensic pathologists yeah. in the motherfucking world. Right. Cyril Wecht was, he he challenged the single bullet theory with JFK. Yeah. Okay. So he had serious fucking concerns mm-hmm. about this. Yeah. In As should everyone. In January 2012, he released a report saying, quote, I don't understand how they wrote this off as suicide and that he... uh he, quote, strongly, it, excuse me, it is, quote, strongly suspicious of homicide. Yeah. Okay? You're goddamn right. Listen, if Cyril Wecht is telling you that it's fucking homicide, mm-hmm. fucking it's homicide. homicide. So they hire an attorney, a private attorney, Larry Kranzer, Krasner, excuse me. Um, and they're, they're trying to get this reopened. So he, the, this attorney scheduled a meeting in May of 2012 with police officials and reps from the DA's office and her parents yeah. to try and get this case open. Mm-hmm. Um, this is when they were denied their FOIAs. Um, they're doing everything that they possibly can. Mm-hmm. This is also when they hire Tom Brennan. Right. Okay. So he's a state police uh, veteran and former chief of Dauphin County, which is in Alabama. Um, he's, he's taken, he took the case on pro bono and is still working on it. No kidding. So after he looked at all the crime scene photos and, and all that shit, um, which by the way, there's a club in Philadelphia for crime solving. Yeah. Uh, can we go? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, he said the lack of defensive wounds didn't necessarily support suicide. He had seen many stabbing victims without defensive wounds. Mm -hmm. He refers to it as a blitz attack yes. which is exactly what you said yeah the victim is attacked so quickly they are unable you don't have to time defend to, themselves yeah yep. and you don't have time yep. to scream mm-hmm. your body is already going into shock right so now police theorize that she did stab herself while she was standing and she slid to the floor and her body was never moved how'd she get that line of blood on her face yeah 
how did she get that line of blood mm-hmm. on her face? So now another um, prosecutor comes in. He tries to review it and he's looking at it and he's like, ah, this ain't right. Like something, something's not fucking right here. This either she moved or someone moved her, but you don't have to be a fucking pathologist to, to figure uh, this yeah, shit out. Yeah, to know that. So then he starts looking for this report. Yeah. From the first. Something's rolling that you're. Oh, it was. I kicked the chair. Um, He's looking for the report from the first neuropathologist to say that there was no damage to the spinal cord. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can't find it. Hmm. Can't find it. Can't find it. Can't find it. So finally, he just calls her. Yeah. And she says her name is Lucy Rourke Adams. Um, she says that not only does she not see a bill or a report, she has no recollection of this case. What? She said, so while I may have been shown the body and yeah. or the report, it is not something that I professionally worked on. Wow. So the ME went to her and was like, hey, look at this real quick. Tell me what you see. But that was it. Yeah. But again, this report was taken as gospel. And that is why they closed this case as a fucking suicide. Because they said she went numb and could continue to stab herself. Okay. In the back of the neck. Are you kidding me? Here is the best fucking part. So they can't find that report, right? Why'd they find a piece of her spinal cord? At the ME's office. They found the piece of spinal cord that the first neuropathologist allegedly said, there's no damage to the spinal cord. She went numb. No way. Yep. Yep. So now they go to uh, Dr. Wayne Ross, who's a forensic pathologist for the surrounding counties. And he said that the stab wound, the probable stab wound that was the 3.1 inches, Penetrated Ellen's cranial cavity and severed the cranial nerves and brain. As a result, she would experience severe pain and impaired loss, an in, impaired and loss of consciousness. Yeah. So she pulled that knife three inches out of her neck and continued to fucking stab herself. Not possible. Cool. Uh, Doctor Henry Lee mm. says the same thing. The number and types of wounds and bloodstained patterns observed are consistent with a homicide scene. Wow. They're all saying it's a fucking homicide. Because yeah, it is. Okay. It um, doesn't, it, babe, this case doesn't need a pathologist to fucking tell you mm-mm. it's not a suicide. Nope. nope. Um, Some, it just needs someone with common sense and officers who actually fucking do their job. Yeah. Now, they did have um, some people... It's kind of saying, okay, those superficial wounds, you're not going to see those in homicides. That is, um, that's more of a like hesitation. Like no. you started to go in and you came out. No. However, there were holes in her clothing, you know? Right. Um, statistically speaking, if you're going to stab yourself, you're going to lift your clothing up. Yeah. Also, t- statistically speaking, um, you're not going to leave the knife in. And statistically speaking... Women don't do violent suicides. Correct. Correct. That um, you're you're taught that like day one mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. homicide school. They don't want to be messy. They don't. You're exactly right. They don't want to be messy. You're exactly right. So 
they they want to keep their face pretty and mm-hmm. you know so why why would she stab herself in the neck why not just slice your wrists that's yeah so they're saying too you know that with the type of wounds that she had with as deep as they were there's no way that physically she could have done the first one yeah. let alone subsequent ones it also comes out that one of the neck wounds has mm-hmm. no blood in it really that's postmortem yeah how do you stab yourself? How, how do you die and then stab yourself two more times? Yeah. You you can't. Yeah. Um, there's also possible signs of a strangulation. Wow. She didn't fucking. She didn't. She didn't kill herself. Yeah. So now case is closed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then they come out and they're saying we did a search on her computer and she looked up suicide methods, quick suicide and painless suicide. So because of that, we're leaving it as a suicide. Oh, my God. Well, it comes out years later. These were the computers that his family took and had in their possession Yeah. for days right. prior to it going to the police. Right. It also comes out when they actually searched the computers, because they did not search the computers in 2011, Yeah. that these were side ads. She was, uh, she was searching up side effects of her antidepressants and what comes up. Suicide. Suicide, yeah. So the two side articles she read was there was a, a political figure that was murdered and then another girl who dropped her phone in the tub and, and killed herself. Yeah. Um, the painless suicide was actually a um, more of like a come to Jesus page where it's yeah. like painless suicide is not doing it at all. Right. So they weren't even pages that she looked up. So again, <sighs> oh we're basing, God. we're ruling this based off of that. Babe, this is terrible. Yeah. So this is so terrible. They're still they're still fighting. Yeah. They have filed several lawsuits against the ME, against the county, against Philadelphia, just to get the manner changed. Because they they won't investigate any further if the manner of death stays a suicide. They're like, you yeah. don't even have to make it homicide. Make it undetermined. Yeah. Because then they can redo it. It it all rests on the ME. Yes. And he at, at least here in Cook County, it, mm-hmm. it rusts on, on the ME. Yeah. And he changed it once and he's not he's not changing it back. He's not willing to change it back. He doesn't he it just it it boggles my fucking mind. Yeah. Um so now You and me both. Uh, in August of 2022, um, a different county's DA office announced that they were going to reopen the case um, because the Pennsylvania Attorney General relinquished the case due to a conflict of interest. So her parents are still fighting to get this changed. Um, Unreal. We have two of the top experts saying it's a homicide. Um, she stabbed 20 fucking times. You, you, that, there's no way. How this doesn't suicide. speak for itself, I don't know. Right. Right. Um, it Sam, doesn't take a genius. Yeah. Sam no longer talks to the family, obviously. He has uh, moved away and is married with kids now. And Fucking piece of shit. Yep. Her her parents are still, they're still fighting. As late I as, know we're supposed to be right down the middle, but like how the fuck can you in this case? This one's a this tough case. one. I mean. I, I mean, my opinion is so strong. It's, it's not. It, I, I, I apologize. I, I can't stay down but the it's, middle. But it's the. It's not like people in the case are torn either. You know what I mean? Right. The Emmy immediately said homicide. Right. And then they had him change it. 
And then three other fucking forensic pathologists said, no, no, this is a fucking homicide. Like, there's no way that she could have inflicted these stab wounds on herself. Right. There's no way. But they're still not. They're like, nope. Nope. So I just don't get it. There's a couple um, websites the the parents have. There's a petition you can sign. Um, mm. just Do you to, know what it is? I'll, we'll post it on our page. I got to get the exact ones. But okay. We can. We'll put it on our Facebook page. Um, sign it. That's all the parents want is yeah. keep her name in there. Keep her name in the news. Um, I mean, they got denied again in September of 2023. Oh, so I, I just don't understand why. What are, What are you covering? Yeah. What What are you hiding? Yeah. Just you did a shitty job. Yeah, we know. <laughs> right. We knew that day. Right. So just that's what I I can never understand. <clears throat> just you know what? I'm sorry. We fucked up. Yeah. I'm sorry. It is what it is. Here, mom and dad. Yeah. Here's closure. I mean. Unreal. So but that we... is Ellen Greenberg. Oh man. Yeah. Well, that's tragic. This one pissed me off. Yeah, I could tell. Mm-hmm. We could have made this a two-parter. I didn't it, plan on... To, I mean, my notes weren't even half of that. <laughs> so Yeah, we could have made this a two-parter. Yeah, but we got all fired up. Is that your phone that keeps going no, off? No, I turned mine completely on silent. That is yours. I think Jax wants to come out of his room. Yep. <laughs> so we got to... Stay uh, in there. Yeah, stay in there. You're locked in there. Um. So, anyways, thank you, uh, thank you for looking this one up. This was a good one. Yeah, so, um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, December first through the third, we're coming back to Columbus. I'm excited. For yeah, I'm excited too. I had uh, fun the, in Columbus. I did too. I, I I loved it. Yeah. So, if you're in the area, come stop by. I'm gonna post the exact date and time. Um, we just know we got approved for it. You know, they want us to uh, perform again. What, so what? That was our yeah. very first one, wasn't it? It out was. Out-of-towner, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was our very first out-of-towner. Mm-hmm. So um, we're coming back. So um, I hope back. you guys enjoyed it. And back like I, I said in the beginning, um, sign up for Patreon. Tupac is going to be our next episode. Guys, Patreon exclusive. Motherfucking Tupac. Yep. I'm going to prove he's in Cuba. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this one, and we will be talking to you soon. Bye. Bye. Nice buns. Soft, fluffy, and ultra-low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra-low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O.